so this this idea of how do we make the space for ourselves to be able to sit with whatever it is that we're feeling and if you've um you know, read any Buddhism, or in fact you are a Buddhist, um, then you'll be really, really familiar with this concept, this idea of sitting with, rather than trying to resist or push away. Um, and, and my reflection today is, this isn't just about the challenging stuff, I think we also do it with times of great joy as well. Welcome back to season six of the podcast that's all about deepening our self-awareness with self-compassion to help us make and manage deep and lasting change. I'm Henny, an author and personal change coach, and together with my guests, I'll be exploring themes and topics to challenge our thinking underpinned by a bedrock of self-care. Settle in and listen. This is a time to rest and reflect and see where the episode takes you. One of the things that our busy human brains find most challenging to do is to sit with whatever it is that we're experiencing. And we see this all the time through the use of distraction tools. And it's something I've talked about a lot uh, across the whole um, podcast series or all the different series of the podcast. Um, And, you know, those distractions, they can take the form of really classic, obvious things like, drugs or alcohol or food or shopping or going on our phone and you know zipping through Facebook or Instagram Um, or they can also take the form of um, more subtle things so um, maybe even uh, kind of like shifting our body about when we feel that there's um, something uncomfortable in a conversation um, or uh, or changing the topic um, of a conversation because because it's just sort of feeling as though it's it's raising something inside us that we are uh, not willing to sit with or to allow to manifest um, with you know in whatever way it's asking to be manifested. Um, so this this idea of how do we make the space for ourselves to be able to sit with whatever it is that we're feeling. And if you've um, you know read any Buddhism or in fact you are a Buddhist, um, then you'll be really, really familiar with this concept, this idea of sitting with rather than trying to resist or push away um, and and my reflection today is this isn't just about the challenging stuff I think we also do it with times of great joy as well and and what actually inspired me to share this reflection was 
that the writing of the notes that sit underneath this this sort of slightly meandering kind of thought process that I'm going through right now, the inspiration to write down those notes was actually me augmenting a moment of intense joy. And in that in that moment, I was I was sitting in my bed. I was writing my reflections at the end of the day. It's something that I've been doing since we've moved to Batchbrook Farm. Each evening is just writing down observations, things of natural beauty that I've observed um, around us just to to capture it um, so that I don't forget um, because this stuff can just pass us by. And, and as I was writing them, I just became overwhelmed with this really beautiful, pure sense of joy. And I sat with that feeling, I really relished that feeling. And then something really urged me, pushed me to, to pick up my phone and, and sort of jot down in the notes on my phone these thoughts that I'm about to, well, that I am sharing with you right now. So it's so beautiful, isn't it? Even in the moment of observing how hard it is for us humans to sit with something that's intense, whether it's good or challenging or, or feels lovely or challenging, um, I was still actually breaking a moment that was feeling really lovely. So I'm I'm very aware of this. Um, there's like a, a kind of a, a cyclical um, aspect to this, um, and and so I'm not saying that I've got all the answers at all. Um, I think it's really just more um, one of those themes that we can just notice and observe and see well what's going on for us in that moment. Um, and for me, um, I think it's, you know, I'm often uh, drawn to share my reflections or to try and make sense of something um, either in writing or, or, or through the podcast episodes. And so that's really what I was doing. Um, but so coming back to this sort of idea of like, so how do we how do we sit with these moments and and why, why is it that we so often uh, shake off um, intense feelings? Now, when things are challenging, it's fairly obvious, um, I would say. It's because, you know, our body and our mind, well, our mind particularly, doesn't like to feel anything uh, that might make us uncomfortable. You know, it's endlessly trying to make everything okay and sometimes it can get a bit misdirected um, with the techniques that it uses to soothe us um, so like I said before we might use drugs or alcohol or food or shopping or the internet or whatever to to soothe us um, rather than just allowing the emotion the the chemical response that we're having to a thought or to an experience to to move through us, um, we we instantly turn to a distraction. Um, but as I say, I think we also sometimes do that with 
um, times when we're really, really happy. So um, something that I remember saying a lot when I was a student was, um, oh, or this is definitely a, a cigarette conversation, um, which was basically a way of saying, oh, you know, this is a this is a, a real sort of settle in and and really um, really focus on on what we're talking about, um, and so you know we'd sort of go and grab some buy some cigarettes or, or or grab a packet of cigarettes or roll a cigarette, and you know and use that to kind of to augment the you know the how lovely the feeling of that conversation was the connection with that other person but of course really what that actually did was break the connection um if if i i have been able um just to sort of sit with the feeling of noticing something intense is happening here and rather than break it by introducing another element, i.e. nicotine, I could just sit here and just really enjoy the fact that this conversation feels important or it feels powerful or this connection feels really special with this other person. Um, then that would have actually held that connection much more deeply. So, um, and certainly in the past I would have used other drugs like alcohol I mean you know we all I'm, I'm sure are familiar with that idea that you know in order to make something feel even more special we might open a special bottle of wine or open a bottle of you know something fizzy or or eat something that's got lots of sh sugar and fat in it because we we are trained to see these as tools for making something feel even more special. Um, but my challenge here, or my kind of question here is, is that what they're doing? Or are they actually disrupting us from the purity of the feeling of pleasure that we're actually experiencing just from being in that situation and do we actually need to augment it at all and is it really um, a distraction technique to disrupt that sense of intense emotion and is that actually what we're doing when we introduce another element like um, cake or, or um, champagne or whatever um and and a, a, a kind of another reflection here is that um so on the drive home from uh from the new year's eve party that we went to this year i even found myself taking a photograph of a rainbow um in fact it was a double rainbow it was incredibly beautiful it was a, a horrible day to be out in the car pouring rain um and then I turned my head and there was this phenomenal double rainbow. Um, just so bright, so clear, coming all the way down to the ground. It was, it was just beautiful. And so I found myself opening the car window, holding my phone out of the window, which isn't actually such a brilliant idea on a motorway in the rain, but anyway, and capturing 
what this rainbow uh, looked like. Essentially taking a really kind of crappy photograph of something that was astonishingly beautiful. And, and after I did it, I thought, why on earth did I bother? Why did I feel that in order to make seeing that rainbow, that double rainbow, even more that by taking a photo, I would somehow sort of give it, you know, an additional kind of component. Um, and it felt actually a bit like um, using the camera on my phone, like a drug in itself. It was this urge to augment it because being with it was somehow not enough. And for some reason, I wasn't able simply to observe the rainbow, to notice the feelings that I had when I saw it, to sit with that feeling of joy and um, and also the sense that it really looked like a, a, a very auspicious omen for the year ahead. Um, and... And so that, that observation, watching myself take that picture, just made me notice how often I do this, how often I will um, distract myself from the experience that I'm really having by bringing in something else that, that just disrupts the experience. So, so there are two, I've got two uh, sort of reflections here. One is um, when things feel challenging, then using Tara Brack's approach of rain uh, can be, you know, incredibly useful. And I used it actually myself this morning when I was meditating. I, I had some, some thoughts uh, to do with the health of, of a loved one and and I recognised the fear that came up when I was thinking about this well, as this thought sort of entered into my <laughs> meditation and so I employed the RAIN technique um, rather than uh, rather than distracting myself from the feeling I sat with it so I recognised it, I acknowledged it, I investigated it, and then I nurtured it and nourished it. And that's the rain, recognise, acknowledge, investigate, nourish. And I allowed myself to actually feel the full depth of the sadness and the fear um, and the anxiety that was coming up when I was thinking about um, this loved one. And... And by doing that, I was able to allow those feelings not only to sit with them, but actually to allow them to move through me. And, and I find that technique incredibly valuable and it's something that um, I teach a lot of my coaching clients as well because um, I think for so many of us, we are... We are um, or have we have been taught um, that discomfort is something that we need to move away from rather than allow and allow our bodies just to process 
the emotion that we're feeling. And I think in terms of our the health of our bodies, um, it's much it's much more beneficial for us rather than when something feels um, whether you know if we feel anxious or stress stressed about something uh, where the cortisol and the adrenaline rise if we simply distract ourselves from it then we're not allowing our bodies to actually process those hormones to process those chemicals effectively and they can be left just sort of floating around in our body um, and and ultimately that is not uh good for us um so by sitting with them and allowing it to move through in its own time it actually enables us to process those hormones more effectively and and we can end up genuinely feeling calmer rather than just being distracted and and laying a, a like a sticking plaster over the source of anxiety or the feelings of anxiety um and another technique which uh, i think i've i've shared in the podcast before actually but it warrants sharing again is something that I learned from my very dear friend Abby Lath who if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time you'll know that Abby um, joined me for some early episodes in season one she's an amazing uh, voice work therapist and singer and um, one of her techniques is simply to ask herself what am I looking for? So when she notices herself reaching for something, she'll check in with what am I looking for? Um, so it might be reaching for her phone, what am I looking for? Reaching for a biscuit, what am I looking for? Reaching uh, for a glass of wine, what am I looking for? And I would invite us to sort of almost like deepen that reflection to say what am I distracting myself from and that just takes us a little bit further in and I believe my sense is that so often when we're reaching for these distractions it's subconscious we haven't necessarily even noted or observed that we're feeling uncomfortable or that we're feeling, you know, overwhelmed with joy. We haven't necessarily noted it. And so we reach for the distraction unconsciously, mindlessly. And so this question of what am I what am I trying to move away from um, can really help us deepen our awareness of what's our experience right now. So the invitation is to explore this, see, see what comes up for you and as ever, I'd be fascinated to to hear what your thoughts are about, you know, do you notice yourself breaking um, your connection with what you're experiencing, with the feelings that you're having in a moment 
by reaching for distractions, um, whether they're you know positive feelings or, or more challenging feelings. Um, have you noticed that in yourself? And and if you have, what is it that enables you to to come back in and and sit with what you're feeling? Um, or is it something that you find really, really challenging, um, which would be completely normal because that's our human condition. We are, um, you know, our brains, like I said, right at the beginning, they're designed to stop us feeling things that are difficult. Um, but that's not necessarily what's ultimately best for the whole of us. So that's today's reflection. I really hope you enjoyed it and I really hope you could follow where my thoughts were going. Um, I, I had a, a few very scrappy notes that I'd written, as I said, um, sitting in my bed on my phone. Um, and it's, you know, it's really interesting uh, with episodes like this, when I start talking, you kind of like start to sort of see, oh, there's this connection and this connection and, um, and I just hope that it's come across clearly today. <laughs> so, um, I wish you well, as ever. I hope the rest of your week is calm and peaceful and that whatever it is that you find yourself sitting with, that you are able to hold yourself with the deepest compassion. Take care, my darlings. I send you a hug and a wave.